we're here in person together. We are sharing a single mic. No more Skype. Nothing. <laughs> I can just, I can touch you. I'm in James's new home, which is so beautiful. I feel like, um, you know, that uh, there's this like continuous thing in movies where it's like the dad leaves and like comes back and he's like, everything's different. Everyone's fine with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Aw. It's like I came back to LA and everyone, everything's going. Like, But it's also post-pandemic LA. Like, yeah. We were bonding over how it's like... I feel like I'm coming back. back to LA and yeah. I've been here this whole time. So we went to our first art show. Since yeah, Shattered Glass at the yeah. Jeffrey Deitch Gallery, which all was the galleries incredible. were very closed during the pandemic. Very closed. They didn't even try to. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it in a park. <laughs> Things were just closed. <laughs> but we saw Shattered Glass. Yeah, at Jeffrey Deitch, yeah. which I actually really wanted to see, but didn't think I'd make it for. And yeah, we yeah, did. it closes tomorrow, so we made yeah. it in under the wire very proud of us um and it was great it was um one of the curators aj gerard is someone that we've both been aware of for a while and Mm -hmm. kind of seen come up from a distance and i mean he really just brought everyone with him on with the show now a lot of the artists that's what's so great about the show and when i felt like it's such a perfect la comeback show for me to watch is like i literally saw half those artists in a show together I think four years ago in just like a warehouse space mm-hmm. that was completely DIY and put on by themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a testament to that if you stick together with a group of people and you all make the same work and do the same thing, it's like you all get there together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just thinking about how that's with music too. Like I've watched with like music people, just any creative industry, it's like, it's just you gotta like stick with your people and just keep yeah. going. But the fact that they're in, Jeffrey dies together after having a you know just doing what we're all doing, which is yeah, where countless DIY shows, shows pop yeah. up. You know, it's so cool to watch. So yeah, really amazing show. Also, one of the artists used to work retail with me at Blick Minimum Wage. So he was wild. <laughs> he was the most pissed off to be there. <laughs> <laughs> he was like always in trouble and like dragging his feet. And his painting was one of the most beautiful. Yeah. I mean. Can we, are we shouting out? <laughs> Delphin Finley. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was, he worked at the Westerly Blake with me. Um, great guy. Yeah. And also, just really like seeing Jeffrey Deitch, because this gallery is relatively new to LA. And mm-hmm. so I think by him coming in and doing this show within the first, I think, five years of him being here for sure. Let's see when it, is there a way to see when it started? Yeah. I remember when it was announced, which means obviously it's recent because I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to that when I was like 12. <laughs> but it's, um, and he was the director at LACMA for a while, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm like, Jeffrey Dutch opening. It says 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure it out. Yeah, it was definitely somewhat recent. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, okay, it was recent because another person we know works works there. And she was at the New York Gallery and then she moved over there. Yeah. And then that's when we found out that it was It's happening. definitely been And that was okay. That yeah. was <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, but that was the time when everyone was saying like LA is like coming up in the art world. Like right. we're about LA because he was moving and then a bunch of other people were moving. Yeah. Yeah, that was a moment. That was a moment. That's yeah. Real. Um also one of the artists in the show we had in one of our shows. Do you realize that? Yes. Yeah. Unreal. That was like that was iconic for me. So we had a gallery for a second that was really had potential, but the team <laughs> fell apart. Um, but it was called Deli, and it was our friend's dad's like Swedish deli in Pico. And after hours, we'd like empty the deli case and like empty the whole place and have a show. And we had one 
that was birthday themed and we got Alfonso Gonzalez Jr. We got a painting by him in yeah. the fucking show and he let us have it for the show, even yeah. though we were just a like <laughs> It was a raw canvas. Yeah, we, and like, we hung it up. We drove out to get it yeah. with my little Prius. And he was so down. Oh, that was so crazy. Yeah. But that's what that's what I think is crazy about LA is like you especially when you grow up here, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm the guy who I did retail with mm-hmm. in Jeffrey Deitch. Oh, the guy that let us have his painting like right before his come up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just, when you work in creative industries out here and you collab with people and you get to know people, it's just like, it feels like you just get to watch Yeah, <laughs> things happen and it's so amazing. Yeah. I don't know. It's inspiring. It also really shows that things don't happen overnight, you know? They do not. It seems like, oh, all these, you know, local kids got into Jeffrey Deitch, yeah. but that's absolutely not They've the been story. Doing this for years, yeah. Consistently, yeah. you know? And I always tell people, like, my art advice was always, like, like be DIY until you don't have to anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like that group of people, that's exactly what I saw. Mm-hmm. It's like, they just loved what they did. They loved working together, and it paid off. Yeah, <laughs> and all of their work progress together which was really great yeah yeah and just such a LA show like Mm -hmm. such a Los Angeles aesthetic like even uh there was that painting by Mario Ayala which was um there was a Carl's Jr. logo yes and I was like nobody knows this but my family used to go to Carl's Jr. every Saturday (laughs) yeah you guys introduced me to Carl's Jr. actually no that's not true my family's only fast food place that they ever talked about was Carl's Jr. Yeah, it's kind of random. So random. So just little things, like like little s- symbols like that. I just... And that's the thing. Is like, And I also feel like that group of artists, like they made like LA like a symbol. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they took things that just occur without the awareness of being art and like made mm-hmm. it art. And I think that's also something I've seen on the rise. I remember being... Well, like 2014 and seeing kind of the beginning of this kind of art where people were just making art about their neighborhoods. But like... yeah. But, like, not in this, like, crazy, like, profound way, but just, like, the literal aesthetic of it. Like, right. oh, the storefront, the Carl's Jr. logo, the the trucks, the license plates. Like, it's just so, it's it's so direct. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then one thing I definitely want to mention from the show is uh, Gabriela Ruiz, who's someone I've followed on Instagram for a while. Um, and her piece was definitely a showstopper. It was huge. Yeah. It made you feel like you are in a fun house all of a sudden. And it had surveillance cameras. And something I didn't know while I was there that I found out after is that she can communicate through the painting to the viewer from anywhere around the world whenever she wants. Amazing. There's also the surveillance camera so she can watch people. And that was really... I don't know. That was like the first time in a while with art where I was like, okay, this person did something really different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the screens were embedded in the piece. Yeah. And so you walk up and one of the first things that you're confronted with is your own image looking at the piece. In the room, yeah. And within the the pieces of, of painted face and the eyes are two tiny green lights. And I think it, it was sort of a playful thing in that you know those paintings where it's like, is is the painting following you? Mm-hmm. But it actually was following you. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment where I kind of like felt freaked out, mm-hmm. and then had to just remind myself that it's a painting in a yeah. gallery. But that is kind of a chilling thing, being mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm being watched, and yeah. who has the control of this camera? And mm-hmm. I love pieces that really make you feel something viscerally. Yeah, yeah, and super relevant to now. I mean, that's the main conversation. It's like, are we giving up? our freedom to not be surveilled for the the ease of technology yeah. and GPS yeah. and having everything delivered. You know, it's, it's what is privacy worth? Yeah. Yeah. But truly multidimensional to that. I just thought of that of like you 
I've just never had that experience in a gallery where I've been like, oh, I'm looking at the painting here in the gallery, but there's more of it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, she's somewhere else, and she can listen. She can just tune in whenever. That must be so fun, too. Oh, I want to ask about that. Imagine yeah. just, like, watching someone on the camera and being like, boo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dream. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but, yeah, fantastic show. It's, it's going to be over in two days. So Yeah, it closes tomorrow, so. Yeah. So we I made it there in my last week. Yeah. Um, let's look at it online. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Next up is Made in L.A. at the Hammer, mm-hmm. which Can't is wait up for to two months. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. So first show back, first show back, LA back. James has a really beautiful place that we're in right now, potting from. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. It's so nice. Yeah, um, it's been. It's it hasn't been that long that we've been here, but it has a lot of furniture because we just went hard driving around with Chris's friend's truck, mm-hmm. and so we are pretty much, pretty much uh, outfitted, as they yeah. say. No, it looks complete. It looks yeah. great. You gotta get your art up on the walls. We have yeah, like we have so many pieces from you, which I love. I, <laughs> I'm gonna roll those out too. I have some in the closet at my parents' house. I'm helping my parents move right now, which is crazy, you guys, because they have lived there for 30 years. Over 30 years, probably. I think wow. it was like late 80s they got there, and then they had us. Um, yeah, same exact place. So that's finally changing. Parents are in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's what's new? What's happening in the world? <laughs> Not the world, but culturally um, in life. We were going to talk about... Well, we were going to talk about something inconsequential, but I also find fascinating, which is the, the Kardashians' uh, <laughs> empire, the latest development, which is Kendall Jenner's tequila. Yeah, her, te- yeah, her tequila ad. So if um, you guys don't know, she came out with a tequila called 818, which is... is the area code yeah. for the valley. It's yeah. for Calabasas too, right? Is that yeah. what she's saying? Yeah. yeah, Calabasas is the valley, I guess. But um, yeah, 818, it's called 818. And she came out with it. And when she first came out with it, she was getting criticism just for making a tequila because it's mm-hmm. like... Also, I saw people hating on her for using the 818 area code because it's sort of like a lot of parts of the valley aren't wealthy, but I looked it up, and Calabasas is in the 818 area code. I know, so that's it's like... not... Yeah, that doesn't apply, really. Yeah, when it's, like, actually your area code, yeah. it's like, sorry, guys. Yeah. LA is really patchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it contains multitudes. I like... guess there's a lot of rap songs with, like, 818 in it, so maybe it feels like, symbolically, it's been used. Mm, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I still think of 818 as, like, clueless, you know, like, mm. driving around the valley, Alicia Silverstone... Ending up at that, like, clown liquor store. Yeah. I just, my, I think my first experience with 818 was, remember when you'd be in elementary school and you'd get everyone's phone number on a list? Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, 323-818-310. Yeah. And then being like, who's far, who's close? <laughs> my story with elementary school phone numbers is my, we had a birthday party and my mom printed out these little invitations for me. Mm. And I passed them out to all my friends. I think this was fourth grade, which was definitely one of the hardest years in elementary school for me. And no one RSVP'd, not a single person. And it was like my worst fears confirmed. I was like, let's cancel the party. No one's coming anyway. Mm -hmm. And my mom looked at the invitation again, and my mother is extremely dyslexic, and she had flipped the phone number. Oh, my God. And so people had called an RSVP to some random person. Yeah, and then just been like chaotic and dropped it. That's so funny. Well, at least you know it wasn't you. No, we ended up having a little party and like, I don't know, enough people came. I felt fine. (laughs) It was just such a terrible... I wonder if they still do that in elementary schools. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If they make you submit all your info. Yeah. 
Because I could see that being a liability. I don't know. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Being <laughs> They're like, what's your ad? <laughs> right. <laughs> what's your TikTok handle? That's really trippy. But I actually looked for, so 818 came out mm. on earlier this week, and Chris and I happened to be in Glendale getting um, Seize Candy for You, mm-hmm. and getting... Did you know that those are half fruit filled? No. Okay, this is crazy. Oh, <laughs> I, no. I knew you didn't know because oh, no. I got them. So we were eating them, and one was like had like pineapple filling, and then... My mom was like, that's weird. Like, truffles are supposed to be... So James yeah. brought us a Seize Candies truffle box. My mom loves Seize Candies. I love Seize Candies. I, I specifically, like... I specifically bought the truffle box because I thought it would be the nicest of all the things. Mm-hmm. So this is... Yeah. This is catastrophic no, so you, to me. But the reason I realized... Like, I just... It all... <laughs> it was just so funny because I got it and my mom was like, that's weird that there's, like, these pineapple ones. And mm-hmm. then I Googled it and my mom was like, oh, try to find the map of what the chocolates are. Mm-hmm. And so I went on the Seeds Candy website and it had, like, two stars, the truffle box, and everyone said the same thing, which was, I've been buying this as a gift for years thinking I was bringing fancy chocolates and that they were all chocolate. <sighs> But she was like, but someone gave it to me as a gift, and I realized that they're full of, like, lemon and orange and stuff. Oh, that's horrifying. I know, which is weird that they would, you know, not... Yeah, truffles... But the chocolate ones are delicious. Oh, my God. We've been cutting them in half. <laughs> my dad eats all of them. Okay, great. I just can't believe that. that I know, but I, so, knew, I knew you didn't I'm know. I'm so angry. I, they really you wouldn't think you. that. You would never think that. Well, that is... I'm getting, I'm going to go on there and give them a one-star review. <laughs> See these candies. Yeah. So eight one eight. So Kendall. So yeah. So first so we, she got hate for even just making the tequila, right? Yeah. And that should have been her warning sign <laughs> to take you know, take it easy. Yeah. But everyone was like, "Why are she making a tequila? Like only Mexican people should make tequila because it's a Mexican product." And then people were like, "Well, Casamigos is George Clooney. Like, what do you say?" Mm-hmm. And then she kept going. But then she came out with her like campaign ad for the for the eight one eight tequila, and it's like her on a horse with like two braids and like a hat, like basically dressed like kind of like indigenous adjacent right. like mexican ranchero person right <laughs> yeah and she's on the ranch and then there's even like farm workers in the video yeah um, she's fully leaning in <laughs> and i was like i don't know i just it's unfortunate it's because she, she could have like <laughs> she could have done a complete like who made that creative choice and didn't think that that would happen like i know there's so many ways to market something mm-hmm. tequila is so easy to just do like <laughs> anything other than that yeah she could have still had her horse yeah horse, <laughs> horse on the beach i don't know it's when like I, when i first saw it i immediately thought of like there was a time when we were quite young i think it was like we were 11 or something where a lot of the starbucks in LA started putting like giant photographs of the workers yes yes uh, and I even th- thought at that age I was like this feels weird like mm-hmm. it feels like there's just something weird about this like yeah. how are you gonna I don't know it's a funny <laughs> I mean it's just a form of exploitation yeah and it's but it is a weird thing where it's kind of like we're showing the workers you know yeah, it's like, supposed yeah. to be kind of farm to table (laughs) yeah transparent and like it's i feel like it's supposed to be crediting the people who make it but it doesn't come off that way and it happened at the time when there was like the artisan boom of like Mm -hmm. people were tired of the overproduction of like the 2000s and all of a sudden now it's like oh you know who made your table and like who made your coffee yeah and i think they were trying to kind of cater to that by being like well we have photos of (laughs) These people who look like they're really far away. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. really not around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I always thought it felt weird. I was like, 
Like Starbucks went from being just like a mall place with like that <laughs> serves like acid. Like. Right, right, right. <laughs> like nobody asked for that and they just decided. But I also think that because they did that, they changed the trajectory of so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. But is there something wrong with someone like Starbucks pretending? And are they pretending? Well, they're obviously pretending, right? They don't have a great relationship with their workers, probably. We don't know. I, I can't imagine that they do. It's hard. I really don't. Un- this is my thing. I don't understand where Starbucks sits on like the social mm-hmm. in the social world. Yeah. I remember we weren't supposed to buy Starbucks because they use prison labor. But they, they used to, but they apparently they stopped. Don't. Yeah. They don't anymore. They used to. And so I told my dad flat out, I was like, stop going. Yeah. And then he would sneak going. Yeah. And then he got so fed up with me, like, yelling at him that he looked it up and he was like, they don't use prison labor anymore. Like, I can <laughs> go. Stop. And I was like, sorry. But, like, I don't understand where how people feel about Like, everyone hates McDonald's, right? Like, pretty much everyone knows McDonald's. If you eat it, but, but it isn't great. Because it's like Kylie Jenner is always like, I'm... <laughs> she's like riding the chicken nuggets and then she like with her long nails will like eat one <laughs> I don't think Kylie Jenner is a good um, indicator I know but think of how many people she like influences that's what I think mm, it's like mm-hmm. there's a whole like we don't know a lot of Kylie Jenner stands but there's like yeah. a whole bunch of people who are like you know yeah yeah okay so so Chick-fil-a like we all know like you shouldn't eat there because they are against gay rights right so like that's, that's the that... one place that I, uh, every once in a while, like, break. <laughs> like, I, sometimes I just, like, need Chick-fil-A. So, I mean, <laughs> I've only had it once. I had it one time, and I had a salad it's from there. Way too good. And the salad was actually really good. I was upset really? about how salad, yeah, it was like a... No, they make good, like, they're, it's, the, <laughs> the chicken sandwich is unreal. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My point is, like, I'm just to gonna s- say, though, everyone I know... <laughs> I know so many people and some people who are so freaking, you know, militant about who they patronize and they will they will break for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and I, you know, but even then, it's also not good for you either. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an easy place to not go to because this is the thing with Starbucks is it's like everyone needs coffee, right? So And it's everywhere. Sometimes it's yeah. your only option. yeah. I don't, yeah, Starbucks I have bad connotations with. Like, even back in the day, I was always like, coffee weed's cooler. Mm-hmm. But Starbucks, I just, even without all that stuff, even before, you know, knowing about the prison, I'm just like, they just felt so I synthetic. Don't, or? Yeah, their drinks are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, after I got syrups, I think after age 19, I was like, oh, this is absolutely the mm-hmm. most fake thing that I've ever put in my mouth. I can't pretend with them. That's the thing. It's like, I can, it's funny. It's like, I can't pretend with Starbucks. I just never, but I can pretend with Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. and McDonald's. I can pretend everyone. I had McDonald's once on Maui. Um, what was that like? Was the menu the same? No, they didn't have chicken tenders. <laughs> they didn't what? have, yeah, I really wanted That's a, a wrap key. because when I was in high school and I would have like $5 a week on Friday, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get a double double on the dollar menu and a honey mustard crispy chicken wrap. Okay, every I would get Friday. that with you sometimes. Is the yeah, crispy amazing. Chicken wrap. And it yeah. would be like three fifty. Yeah. <laughs> um, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and also at the time, like, I could do that. Like, I'd eat McDonald's and be like, I just ate food and mm-hmm. like have a day. But now it like fucks with you. But yeah. Um, Jamie and I went there once because we were both like, we haven't had McDonald's in a while, and then we did it, and then we were like, we wait, so what did that. you get if there wasn't? Oh, McDonald's. I got the the deluxe. Is that a burger or the deluxe? Which is the deluxe? There's a famous there's double like a famous double. Oh, that's no. There's like the 
Oh, the Royale or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a famous scene in that movie. The one. Casino uh, Royale? No, it's the one with the girl with the bloody nose. Um, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Yeah. Where he says, let me get a. Oh. Royale with cheese or deluxe, whatever. But whatever that one is, it's just like a cheeseburger that has. He's got like the Uma Thurman special. Tomato and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tomato and lettuce, and it was delicious <laughs> in in taste. But then afterwards, I was like, why are we falling asleep at six p.m.? Yeah. Well, the yeah the the last time I had McDonald's, it wasn't even me. I picked it up for a girl, and she said I could order fries. And this was when I was working on set, and so I ordered a large fries for everyone, and I ate the fries are good. so many in the car, and mm. I got to set after this literally, like, eight-minute errand, mm. and I was sluggish and mm. tired and irritable because of the beefy meat oil. oil yeah. yeah. It's crazy. You just don't expect it. Yeah, french fries, is, I'm getting, I'm having a harder time pretending with french fries because mm-hmm. I'm just so aware of the fact that it's really, like, an oil-soaked, like starch Sponge. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard there was a period of time you guys when gabby and i ate french fries every single day for like a month and a half oh yeah we would go to cafes and just yeah and i would always order french fries because it was the cheapest thing on the menu yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah side of fries and then we got to know the cafe people and then we get free fries and yeah. it was like wow you guys are really pushing our addiction yeah thank you <laughs> um but also okay, the other thing with the candle thing is when i watched it too so first i thought of that initial starbucks thing when i was like noticed this like fake artisan farm thing everyone was doing especially here i think it hit la first because la is so like into that yes absolutely (laughs) um even just i want to say two century city went in that direction so for those who don't know century city was this huge mall just like super just designer like beyond upscale every single store was a designer store and it was just for like like rich like 50 year olds yeah and then they redesigned it and they did a whole redesign and the main thing that was notable about it was that all the show uh, all the stores were artisan stores like they had of course some of the designer stores but they made a point and that just showed you how the culture had shifted in LA at least the people who are spending money is like you know psychologically and like belief wise Mm -hmm. everyone now believes that their money you know should go to something that they feel like they know where it came from, which is right. true for some places, but then some places like Starbucks, of course, you know, they're pretending like, you know, yeah. they're, they're in contact with these people that they have photos of who may not even be their workers. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, Kendall, the other thing I felt was when I saw it was I was like, this is so LA, like so LA to be like yes, the cowgirl aesthetic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the like Mexican blanket aesthetic. Yeah. I know. So I was like, I could see how she got there in her in her brain. Well, it's also like, she, I don't know if you saw the photos with her dog, and it's like, her, her giant dog is part of her brand. Her dog is dope. That's one thing she did right. I love that. That was my favorite photo. It's like, you should have just kept with the dog. Like, it should have just yeah. been you and your dog's tequila. Like, Even her dog is kind of cultural appropriation. <laughs> you know? You're right. I'm joking. I mean, she's kind of like a gangster dog. You're right. Wow. I mean, you can't cultural appropriate. I mean, that's just, I'm being funny. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, but, like, yeah, but you have a point. Like, it's, yeah. it's not a popular dog with white mm-hmm. people, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, that's like a guard what dog. It, what, what is it? It's like a pointy Doberman. Doberman. Doberman big picture. Doberman with, like, those ears the that look like dooby ash. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, her dog's sick, but... Yeah. 
I don't know. It's hard. I always I'm, I do root for Kendall because it's like she does have good taste. I know. I was happy. This is the thing. Is when she did the tequila thing, I was like, not a makeup brand. Thank you. Like not some Same, underwear, yeah. not some sweatpants. Yeah. Like, and it also the cool thing about it is, I don't know if you, how much you looked into it, but she went under the radar for like a year and did all these like tequila awards and mm. it was like this mysterious thing where no one knew who was holding this tequila brand and mm. they won all these awards so it's yeah. like they really put in the work and didn't yeah. just go off her name initially I know that's the other thing about it yeah and that's why I was like I'm, I want this Kendall. to win yeah. you know it's like a bunch of people that she probably poached from Casamigos and <laughs> shit like that mm-hmm. right it got really, really good. Like, on Twitter, I was looking at the discourse, and it's, like, obviously, like, half the people were, like, Kendall thinks she's Latina. And then the other half was, like, people who don't, like, <laughs> talk about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, just try 818. It's so smooth. Like, I've never <laughs> been able to take a shot. <laughs> I was, like, this is the whole world. Um, <laughs> two types of people in this world. But I just think, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's, like, this... I don't know. Like, it, to me, I guess the question is, like, what is the impact of her doing that? Like, is it this huge political faux pas, or is it just kind of cringy? And it's like, dude, come on, like... Well, what's like, funny to me, and this is what gets me, is yeah. George Clooney hasn't gotten shit for doing Casamigos. It's literally called Casamigos. Well, he did it before people <laughs> focused. Yeah, but no one, like, pivoted and looked back and I said, know, like, oh, wait. I mean, that's the thing, is, like, women are... Like, 90% of candle souls are women for all kinds of things, yeah. and men only get canceled for sexual assault, yeah. it seems like. So, I don't know. Because Casamigos <laughs> is way cringier just by, like, the name. Yeah. Yeah. And he's made way more money, which makes people mad. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just kind of... It's like, why are we why are we getting on Kendall? We could just look back at George Clooney and give him some <laughs> yeah, belated like the heat. Real, he's the real... Star. He opened the door for Kendall... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that being said, Casamigos, um, I do enjoy their tequila. Yeah, so. that was the one. I don't know. I mean, are we like, <laughs> like, is Kendall stealing customers from like true Mexican tequila makers, or is she just part of a demographic and it's kind of irrelevant? I feel like torn because I'm like, it looks dumb, like what Kendall did, like it does, but I'm just like, is it that serious or is it just another? Yeah. Well, the thing that I'm curious is like. What what does her production actually look like of the tequila and like? And will we ever even know? You know. Yeah. So I guess the issue here is that we actually don't know anything about Kendall's production. We never will because she can say whatever she wants. Yeah. So then the issue that we actually are viewing is just the way she presented herself in that video. Right. And if she's even allowed to make a tequila, <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> it wasn't like she like you know. I mean, she could have been really. It wasn't like she like carried out you know a mariachi band behind her or something like horrifying. I mean, she almost did. <laughs> she was very close. I was telling James earlier. I was like, if she just took out like two elements, it would have been okay. But it was the fact that everything was combined and like created this picture that she doesn't belong in. You know, yes. it's like two braids, yes. fine. Cowboy hat, fine. Like some beaded jewelry, okay. Horse, every anyone can ride a horse. Yeah. But then she's like on the. It's everything at once. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I think the question is, is the tequila any good? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, <laughs> That's the real question. End the pod right there. <laughs> There's just so much stuff. I mean, the big picture is just like, do we need another tequila? Uh-uh. No. I mean, I'll drink my Casamigos. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we don't really need another tequila. 
We don't need another hero. But what would Kendall do other than tequila? Well, she did teeth brushing. She had her, like, moon. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's also, you know what, it's one of those things, too, and I think people forget about this. It's like, Kendall, I think she weighed her losses and still went for it. Mm -hmm. Because in her world, what she's doing is going to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. She probably knew that being a tequila would be really sketchy, but then it's like she looks at all her connections, all the people she knows who don't think like that, mm-hmm. and it's like she's going to be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not actually going to personally affect her. It's not. Right. But it does add to this culture of, I guess, not letting people do it in the future because of the embarrassment that she probably feels and that people see being created. The yeah. shame, basically. And shame, I mean, what is shame? It's just a way to lower your vibrations that you cannot function, you know? But does she feel shame? Like, we don't even know. We don't know what she's feeling. Well, she has mentioned, she, there was that episode of Keeping Up where she got in trouble for the Pepsi thing. Oh, my God. And she was like, she had like, she was like shaking, like, she has like bad anxiety. She had like anxiety for like three weeks. Like, didn't know what to say or what to do. Wow. What did she do there? She just apologized? She just, yeah, she was like, I just signed up for commercial yeah 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 it is funny that i don't know i guess when i think about it i'm like who's with the pepsi commercial it's like who's really in trouble and who should be in trouble is like pepsi pepsi should be in trouble but then it's like it's easier to go after the frail model that they chose yeah yeah what about that man like is it the model's responsibility that's like hired for a job to literally just be a moving image mm-hmm. like obviously like you should have consciousness about what you're agreeing to do but it's like pepsi is the bigger corporation to take down yeah like sometimes when i see these things i'm like how much is it genuine interest in like changing kind of the status quo and how much is it just oh this is a really good reason to hate on a celebrity again right especially someone like kendall where the kardashians are just internationally hated in many in many circles i know it's a funny thing to watch too every time i see like a a 90s page or something post a kardashian image there's mm-hmm. so many comments that are like why are you posting them and it's like because if you look at the likes these actually get the most interest mm, yeah yeah kim kardashian's um 73 questions with vogue has the most views out of all of them wow long run. i saw yesterday because i was looking at them well that's also because the haters like want to watch it and be like i hate this monastic house <laughs> oh yeah like yeah. i watched it and then the comments are just like can you imagine raising a family there and yeah. it's like um must be a lot of work. There's a kid's room. <laughs> like, there's, tw- there's a staff of 20, maybe. But, I don't know. In conclusion, yeah, it just looked bad. It was a bad look. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But there was a time where it would have been a good look, and I'm here to say that. Yeah. If it was 2010, everyone would have been like, oh my god, Kendall is so cool. Yeah, she made this cool tequila that is so smooth, I can do She's shots. So free. She's so free. She's free on the ranch, and... <laughs> She can leave the city. I want to ride a horse too. Yeah. She is a horseback rider. I was thinking like, what was the alternate commercial she could have made? And I was like, I don't know, like something with horses running free. She could have like like, run free on a horse and like gone to the middle of nowhere and like had a tequila. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like Kendall's tired of LA. Right. It could have been just her on the beach with a bonfire and a horse no braids just yeah <laughs> space buns <laughs> two space buns and grimes next well, to her well the thing is my thing with kendall is like even when she like did the plastic surgery it's 
Kendall has a great look. She didn't need to do anything differently. Mm-hmm. You know, she easily could have just been her pensive little self. What do you mean in general? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta pee. <laughs> I know we've been talking about Kendall for a long time. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's clearly sticking to it because I, her Instagram, she just has the comments turned off and she's like gunning ahead and she'll be able to. I think she's just gonna keep it going. And yeah. That's it. And that's the thing, it's like because it's not this major offense. And then also it's like Kylie, people were trying to take her down because she had like Bangladeshi workers, but she just kept saying that. She didn't. And it's just like, you don't know what's real. Wow. <laughs> what's real anymore. And people are like, pay your workers. And mm. she's like, I do. So, well, there was that whole thing with her, too, that it's like, she's not a Forbes millionaire or whatever. And they were like, yes, she is. And, and then it's also like, like no, Forbes she... wrote the article and they decided. Like, what? <laughs> I just don't get it. I just don't know. Like, I think <laughs> we just, the internet is... The internet is like a kaleidoscope, really. It's a narrative creator. Mm. It's a narrative amplifier. Social media is like a narrative maker. Yes. But it's like a distorted mirror <laughs> in that you don't know where you're actually looking or like... Where things came from. Yeah. What the truth is. Obviously, everything's always going to be centered around good PR, especially now. I wonder, I yeah. feel like the effect of like cancel culture stuff is not so much like oh people are gonna be better it's that they're gonna just be really good at hiding things Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 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 um i listened to this episode of a podcast called still processing Mm. where they talk about um different things but this episode was about the apology Mm. and something that one of the types of apologies is just removing yourself it's like Piers Morgan just removing himself from the show Mm. that whatever show he was on after he blew up on his co-host and I think the way that they put it that's just really smart is like if you remove yourself you can just continue doing whatever the fuck you want Mm. in private and you're not learning and you're not growing Mm. and people like Piers Morgan his life isn't going to change radically Mm. like he has a circle of people there are people that will accept him into like a new Mm. fold and so it's kind of like it, yeah, it's like if you just go away. Mm-hmm. And also nobody in the industry agrees with the public. That's mm-hmm. the other thing that I'm noticing. Even just like firsthand talking to people, it's like, okay, someone gets canceled, but everyone up there sympathizes with them because yeah. they don't want to be next. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, okay, well, what do we need to do so that we don't get the heat? And like, we don't want to be seen with you, but we support you and like, yeah, want it's this like to work out. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> just thought of her too. Like, so her cancel worked, I guess. Well, her cancel, that's the thing is like, I read an article about her show getting canceled and they did note that like all her celebrity friends rallied around her when shit was coming out about her show. Mm-hmm. And she maintains her circle mm-hmm. and now her show is going down, but she's still maintaining the narrative that she had decided this years ago. Mm. So, which is also very possible. I yeah, who's she's to getting say? older. Her job was very hard. She did it for nineteen years. Like it's gonna yeah. be nineteen seasons when she's done. Um, I wouldn't want to do that for more than five. So yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I always, you know, when she had her comeback speech. Something she said was like, all I got to say is, you know, you probably shouldn't base a career on being kind every day. But I thought that was funny. And everyone was like, she's gaslighting us. And I was like, it's funny. (laughs) I mean, that's also like, 
it is a hard standard to hold yeah. yourself to. I, I mean, it isn't, but like when you're a celebrity and people are constantly looking to you for like some piece of your personality. People, yeah. That's the thing that I hate about how critical people are of celebrities. And I'm like, they're literally operating at such a high energy field. Tons of people are in their energy field. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to have moments where they can't look people in the eye. Like, it's so obvious to me. Also, like, and as a normal person, I have times where I just <laughs> need to, like, walk through the store and look down and the entire time. And not talk to somebody and not take somebody on. It's a level of sensitivity. And I think, to me, what I got from the Ellen DeGeneres thing not was like, oh, this bitchy woman thinks she's above everyone. It's like, mm-hmm. this poor woman has to perform every day, doesn't know where she ends, and the audience energy begins. You know, and obviously, like, it's her bad. She should be more aware of the effect it has on her and create boundaries that don't feel evil and rude, you know? Because that's the thing is, if you don't set boundaries, then you snap like that, right? For sure, for sure. So she didn't have... Maybe her boundary was, don't look at Ellen. You know, (laughs) she tried. (laughs) And I think that's fine. Like, I don't know. But it's like people don't understand, like... Or they just don't sympathize. They make these big walls between them and people that they think are so different than them. And I'm just like, well, have you ever had a day where you just didn't want anyone to fucking talk to you? Yeah. Because you were overwhelmed. It's like, imagine, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I sympathize with everybody <laughs> too much. I mean, <laughs> no, but I do think it is something where it's like, we have a really high standard that we hold celebrities to. And at the end of the day, they're just people. I know that perform. Yeah. At a high level. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody has a superpower to just be okay every day. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I think it gets harder when you have fame mm-hmm. um yeah energy fields but yeah that making a brand of like be kind is just like you mm-hmm. are honestly setting yourself up for failure yeah yeah but because, i thought that was a funny joke i was like lol i think that's hilarious i mean nobody but the dalai lama can like <laughs> do that yeah and, and he doesn't muji. even say that i found out that muji like has wives <gasps> i know which sucked what do you mean I'm starting to just, like, be, like, it's just crazy that so many, like, intense spiritual leaders who deserve their, like, for example, that, like, Brazilian guy that's, like, in jail for, like, assaulting people, but he could literally heal with his hands, like, Mm. genuinely, like, proven. Mm -hmm. What was his name? Like, John of God or something. And it's just, like, you hear these things, and it just makes it so apparent that, like, that can literally exist. Like, you can be, like, a healer, you can be given these spiritual gifts and still be just, like, some dude that, like, takes advantage of women. But Muji was, I was posting about him and someone messaged me and they were like, I feel differently about him after hearing about his ashram. Like, Wait, <laughs> so what is it? It's just that like people reported, here's the thing that I didn't agree with was like, it was just like a very inflammatory article about how people come there and get like brainwashed. Mm-hmm. But from what I read from it, it was like, there's, people need to realize that like there are people who like will attach to like a public figure right. in a very toxic way. And I'm sorry, but that's their fault. You know what I mean? So people kissing Muji's feet when he didn't ask is like these people aren't like brainwashed by Muji. It's just like, they're not, (laughs) they're like putting him on such a high pedestal that they can't even function anymore. So yeah, that article, I did part of the article I didn't agree with. They were like, people come here and they like lose their identity. And I'm like, that's his whole shtick. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you better have your own like (laughs) cons, you know, yeah, your own guidance. Otherwise you're just going to freak out. So that was that part of it was, it was like this article that was saying that his, uh, that was abusive over there. Um, and it was like, because the, the rules there, I think, is like, you can't talk at certain times. Like, you can't but talk during like, dinner. But that's part of the whole practice, yeah. right? Is like, learn yeah. to, like, detach. And yeah. you're not allowed to say I. 
and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you should know that going into it. Like you're going into like a simulative experience. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. So some people I think reported coming back and just like losing their whole sense of self. And like these were people who would have benefited from a more like grounding practice where right. they do come into themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just saying like, oh, you go, you can't say, I, there's these harsh rules. Muji cut someone's hair and they didn't want him to. <laughs> Yeah, there was this one where I was like, the woman was yelling no, and he still cut her hair. And I was like, well, welcome to hippie shit. <laughs> well, there's also like um, things called vipassanas, which are 14 day, 10 to 14 day retreats where you can't speak the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they make you sit and meditate without moving. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to your roommates. You have to just walk around the grounds. Mm-hmm. You can only talk to your like spiritual advisor. Mm-hmm for an hour a day Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like that's not a new thing vipassanas are very common yeah um but it seemed like yeah they were turning that into like this is a place to manipulate people and make them see muji as god but i was like no it looks like it's a good opportunity for someone who's aware of what they're getting into yeah i mean i don't think this is my thing is muji is not a beginner's spiritual yeah he's not he's not it's not and it's if you are just sort of waltzing in being like, I'm taking a retreat in Portugal, which is, I think is where his thing is. Yeah, it's not. That's yeah. not what it is. You gotta have your own thing. Yeah. You gotta have your own thing going, babes. Or you have to be ready to let go of everything. Yeah. Um, but the article, and they had a video of like this person like crying and being like, you are God. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, that's your bad. Like, also, that's what <laughs> happens to people in like a group think scenario. 100%. 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, but then the part that was weird that I really want more tea on is mm-hmm. that he has like three pe- like women in his like wing that like mm-hmm. dress him, mm-hmm. and then he also like has sex with them, and then mm-hmm. he has like a wife, and then his wife apparently said that like he there was like one of the like he took liking to like one of the girls, or this happened multiple times, like mm-hmm. one of the young girls who came to his um, ashram, ashram, <laughs> the ashram. <laughs> <laughs> uh he like had sex with her in the other room and she could like hear it mm-hmm. and it was just kind of this thing and then he would kind of gaslight her with his own his wife like said all this are they still together this was like reported from like someone who left oh. the ashram mm-hmm. yeah and so um or it was his ex-wife but it was like this is the story you know and it's like and he would sort of gaslight everyone by using his own kind of teachings of being like no no attachment and shit like yeah that. which i could see but honestly like Ugh, if you're really this, living yeah. in that realm that is the truth that yeah, you're living it's very true and like you know i'm sort of just like that's know, not surprising yeah. to me because like his whole thing is like detach from personhood mm-hmm. detach from um identity attack mm-hmm. detach from the concepts that are holding you down. And so, like, yeah. if he's really living that way, then that sounds like what he's That's doing. Part of it. Yeah. And obviously, like, living compassionately is part of that. And communicating that that's and communicating. the result and that everyone else can act like that. But too. it's like, <laughs> if he's fucking talking like that, you better know that he's walking the walk. Yeah. I mean, I just thought he was like a sexless being. I thought he was too, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I thought he was a sexless being. But that's just not how Osho, who's one of, you know, the great spiritual mm-hmm. masters it was a fucking crazy man. Mm. Um, but I think this is something that is almost like similar to like the artist and person debate where mm. it's like being a channel mm. doesn't necessarily mean that you're a perfect person. Never. But like mm-hmm. you're a channel and that's just how mm. you're a vessel for, and this is what I'm sort of talking, I've talked about in one of my recent newsletters was being like, 
both the vessel and the cargo rather than thinking of yourself as only the vessel and putting everything else aside, mm. but being like responsible for your own self and your own self care and taking care of yourself. And I mm. think that can happen to some people who just like have so much coming through them that they let everything else go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't yeah. know if we can really do that in this day and age. I know. Like, even, like, the John of God guy, I mean, that person had, like, he wasn't only just, like, a, a guru that people would listen to. It's, like, he was healing people of, like, diseases. And mm-hmm. then now he's in jail for sex crimes. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, and it's just funny. I think I even, it makes me laugh at myself of thinking I thought Muji was, like, this sexless old man who just would wake up and yeah. have tea and talk. Yeah. And, like, that's my ideal of what right. a spiritual man guru is. And it's, like... I guess it isn't, and I don't know, you know? Yeah. Like, we need to come into a reality where we don't just turn people into these characters of how we think that they should be, and like yeah. are, but they're usually more dynamic and messy. Yeah. Even if they have great things to say. Yeah. But that's how I feel, too, is I feel like there is a responsibility as someone intaking stuff to just intake it that way it's like what does muji say that helps me Mm -hmm. great do i need to turn him into this like sexless (laughs) god of cuteness no Mm -mm. i can just be like i really love no and i think help me i think that that's in general something with different spiritual teachers is not attaching to their whatever whoever they are Mm -hmm. um and that's because that's just it's like the Catholic Church, you know, you have the priest and you really worship the priest rather mm-hmm. than worshiping the words that he is saying mm-hmm. from the Bible and his and sermons. And artists, you know? artists and musicians too. It's like people right. listen to a musician and think, oh my God, they're speaking to me. We would be best friends. Oh my God, I wish I could date them. And then it's like, no, they're just a vessel for an idea and everything that's happening is only happening inside you. Totally. They have no idea what you're thinking or feeling. <laughs> yeah, art and, and spiritual teaching are like Hand on the hand. same, yeah. yeah. They inspire people, right? Yeah. They raise people's frequencies. They're also, like, oh. with beyond language in a lot of ways, which, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, beyond language, yeah, yeah. Take us out of our bodies, mm-hmm. and then put us right back in when we find out that they have three sex slaves. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know, I, yeah, I still like Muji, but I definitely, like, I don't know. I did like this idea of him as, like, an old grandpa that's, like, next door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it, I get the thing. I but it's also, like, info, he's, like... A Jamaican guy who's like older, you know, it's like a different time. I don't know. It's just like he's not like time. a. It's true. He's yeah. not like a current person who's actively on social media trying to like <laughs> be pure. Yeah, <laughs> be not canceled. Yeah, he's like literally like he could be just like your creepy uncle. <laughs> we don't even know. Yeah, uh, but Muji's great. He's really helped me. Yeah, he's he changed my life. Yeah. Um. Back in 2017, I don't think I would have made it through 2017, uh, 18 without mm-hmm. without him. Yeah, and that happened, you know, with his <laughs> his life and without. His feels yeah, yeah. gotta love Muji. Yeah, and Ellen and Kendall. No, just kidding. M O O. They're all very different people. M O O J I. If anyone is curious, it's not like the store. Oh and, my god, yeah. long lost. They left everywhere. U S. Yeah, yeah. They're still the online website, though. Too. Yeah, but yeah. I think yeah. They're in New York. I tried to get socks, and I couldn't. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's changed. Maybe they figured it out. It was right when they closed, so everything was confusing. I feel like they're still in New York. I went to New York, and... Oh, I forgot that you did that. Yeah, I went went secretly. I want to go. We will go. Um, (laughs) We will do that. We don't do that. Um, But I guess... 
I mean, what? Like, <laughs> we're just saying, like, people suck and it's okay. <laughs> is that what we're saying? Okay, this is probably making noise. I know. You guys, I've been playing with this, like, artisan... <laughs> artisan salt holder throughout the podcast if you hear me like it might sound nice hopefully it's like asmr i'm moving it because it sounds good it's like wood going into metal (laughs) and it's like there's salt inside and i'm like i don't want it to fall out yeah it's a really awesome thing as Um, long as the audience is aware so kendall should he add whatever unaware of the effect that it actually has on anything or if it's even as a big effect of all the stuff that's already been out there and worse right (laughs) Her using the 818. Honestly, guys, if she grew up in the 818, she can use it. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney, you know. (laughs) The value, it's literally like half rich, half not rich. It's just a big plot of land. Yeah. (laughs) Ellen, Um, you know, thank you for your service. Yeah, she was of a time, you know. Yeah. She needs to do some protective meditations. She needs to find her, yeah, she needs to find her core center. And, yeah, she needs um, to get her energy back for Ellen, what she's Ellen, if you'd like any consulting, um, please come to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone was saying that famous and rich people, like, sold their soul to the devil. Mm. I feel like that's just, like, a really insane way of just saying, like, they allowed their soul to get to this, like, big level where it's, like, more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to, I don't know. Yeah, like, they put themselves in a precarious situation. Where they're a vessel. Yeah. It's like selling your soul, I guess, is to maybe open it up. Yeah. Open it up. And to, open yourself up yeah. to the audience, to the public. All the other souls just eating all the other souls. Wow. Muji. Um, <laughs> I need to go over there and like tempt him and get the truth. Portugal. My mom was like, before COVID, was like, I'm going to go to Muji's um, village. Yeah. And, and you were like, he cuts people's hair. and <laughs> I didn't know about that. No, I think I'm she kidding. would thrive in that environment. It's just um, so trippy, man. Those like spiritual, like there's just like every generation has like that big room with like a bunch of like people in white who are like yeah. so happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. Are you? Yeah. I'm like not, but I I would eat. We could grab Joey and get food. Yeah. Grab a hot dog. Okay. Well, we have to go because we have to go pick up my pup. The pup is ready for pickup. Um. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so happy to be in person with Gabby again. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm happy to be here with dreams in the flesh. Okay, have a great time out there. Yeah, keep it. Stay aware. Don't get too mad about people's things that have nothing to do with you, but are really just media narratives that arrive and then die as soon as they arise. Money yep. down. That tequila is gonna be around for like ten years. Just gonna keep going. Yeah. yeah. And we will also keep. <laughs>